Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then call Page Publishing at 800-605-6995 immediately. That's 800-605-6995. Page Publishing is looking for authors of all types of books. And unlike most publishers, Page Publishing will take the time to review each and every book submitted to them and give you their feedback. If they like what they read, they'll get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, the Apple iTunes Store, Barnes & Noble, and other outlets. They handle everything. Editing, cover design, copyright protection, printing, publicity, and distribution. So if you've written a novel, children's book, cookbook, inspirational work, poetry, or a biography and want to get it published, then you need to call Page Publishing and do it immediately. Call 800-605-6995 now for your free author submission kit. Again, for your free author submission kit, call 800-605-6995. That's 800-605-6995. Your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call. Call Page Publishing at 800-605-6995 for your free author submission kit. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. Good morning, everyone. My name is Todd Cunin, and I am muted on the microphone. Maybe, maybe not. But Todd Cunin, I'm filling in for Fred Penny here on Radio Law Talk on this fine Saturday morning. To my right is Denise Dirks. Denise, how are you? I'm doing great. What what, what makes it so great to be doing? Uh, It's another Saturday that I'm awake and alive and well. Well, well, good, good. Way to elaborate there, Denise. Awesome. That was been a good ad libber. First of all, let's think of it this way. She knows you, Todd. She knows you. That's one thing right there that improves the quality of her life. Oh, brother. Do I owe him money? Do I, do, do I owe him money? Not yet. That, that silky voice that you hear is Cal Hunter, our uh, producer engineer behind the glass. Cal, how are you today? Exceptional, thank you. Uh, the only one problem, I live up where the fires are burning in Northern California. And a good friend, my former son-in-law, their parents just had their house burned down, completely leveled oh, no. to ashes. Cars, I mean, it's incredible the amount of destruction that these fires are doing right now. So, and then as driving down, there's another fire burning outside of Oroville. And, of course, I'm, I think, oh, good, I'm going to be out of the smoke. <laughs> you know, so it's all, I'm smoky bear. That's the only thing I don't like about my life right now. Smoke, wow. smoke, smoke. Oh, not, yeah, not, it's bad. And it's not good for guys like me. So. Yeah, my son has just been transferred to the second fire now. Yeah. He's at the grass fire. Oh, yeah? Grass or glass? I don't uh, know. The uh, one in Sonoma now. Yeah, so he's working the Napa-Sonoma fire, yeah. which is also a significant blaze. So let me see if I can turn these up a little for you. Todd, does that help you any? Well, that helps. That helps a little bit. I can hear myself a little bit better. Okay, yeah. good. Because yeah. okay. it's all about me, right? Yeah. As, as long as I can hear myself, that's the most important Meanwhile, thing. Meanwhile, <laughs> Denise's headphones are so loud that her brain is pulsing out of her nose. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you talk about these fires that are going on. I, I did the baseball play-by-play for this collegiate summer league team, one of the only ones in the nation that went this year. And we were, we've been trying to have a team party. Right. Oh, well, sure. so trying to have an end of the year team party. And they scheduled one for about three or four weeks ago. The day of the party canceled. The fires are too 
too much smoke. And th- and the reason why is because the venue where they wanted to have the party was a restaurant, and they could only seating do seating outside. Oh, I thought it was because they were going to have a barbecue. Too much smoke. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. No, no everybody's going to throw a fastball. And it's just too much smoke on that oh, fastball. Okay, yeah, so too much heat. Right. So uh, so it, it had to be canceled. So then they rescheduled for you know two weeks later, and the fires had died down, and sure enough. The day of the new party, woke up in the morning, smoke everywhere, new round of fires had started. It's like, oh my gosh. That sounds like a blues song. Woke up in the morning, <laughs> smoke everywhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> then they, <laughs> so then they canceled it, and then they set it again for last Wednesday. And on and they, they sent out the text on Monday saying it's gonna be Wednesday. We're not even gonna get we're not even gonna give nature any time to start stuff up to ruin this. Sure enough, woke up Wednesday morning. Smoky skies. Yeah. And at this point, I'm thinking anybody who knows that we've been trying to schedule this thing is going to look into us for arson because there's clearly a cause and effect relationship. Of and us. Marysville, Yuba City are exceptionally smoky right now. Exactly. Very smoky. Yeah. And uh, but we ended up having it anyway because we were able to have it in an indoor venue. Cool. Uh, but you know the the thing about these fires is that I look. I was in high school in the mid '80s, and up until about the year I graduated high school. The smoke in the air was kind of par for the course because we lived in an area where they had rice fields. Right. And the rice farmers burnt the yes. fields at the end, and it was smoky. It just, so, I, I mean, when I walk out and I smell the smoke and close my eyes, you know, uh, the sense of smell is the one most closely tied to the uh, memory. memory. Yeah, right, right. It, it took me back to my high school days, but I wish that would not have been the case. I'd rather there not be the fires. Well, the rice smoke has a little more musty smell to it. The, these smokes out of the forest, there's definitely a different character to the smoke. But yeah. And I talked to my wife. I said, can, can you smell that? She goes, I can't smell anything. <laughs> So never mind. My whole discussion was immediately short-circuited. And interestingly (laughs) enough, a key characteristic for the longevity and success of the Calvin Hunter marriage. (laughs) I I always always said that the characteristic... Funny, that's what she told me. (laughs) The characteristic my wife had that that allowed us to even be married was her poor eyesight and bad sense of smell. (laughs) Well, she says to me, I can hear you. I mean, mean, but I can't smell. That's actually a good thing. (laughs) <laughs> oh my God! Boy, we we have got to, this is a law show, right? I, I I've taken us in a non-legal direction. But, I think uh, that's the theory. Yeah. Yes. So this is a law show, radio law talk. We got some stuff to talk about today. That just you know, sometimes the law presents anomalies, right? So we we got an interesting case out of out of Ireland with Subway sandwiches about whether or not they actually use bread. Uh, another case out of uh, well, we, we've got. A series of cases, we'll kind of intersperse these throughout the show, of uh, uh, movies that inspired some really weird lawsuits following the debut of the movie. A lot of them are copyright really. Oh, you stole my idea, but just some really weird things. We'll throw a, throw a couple of those out. COVID-19, you know, the lawsuits surrounding COVID-19, and a lot of these are people suing their insurance carriers because the insurance carriers don't want to provide coverage. We have one coming out of a gynecologist's office and a a lawsuit that the court refused to toss, much to the uh, doctor's delight, because that would have been bad if that, from the doctor's perspective, that had been tossed. There has been a... uh, a settlement in a very large case involving uh, a tragedy that happened a couple of years ago, a, a mass shooting, public shooting. We'll give those details, talk about that coming up. 
We've also got, let's see, <laughs> this one's kind of in, in my wheelhouse. WWE 2K Games facing the lawsuit over tattoos and what appears to be a copyright claim. So we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about. We also got what a lot of people really tune in for is case or no case. And Cal, do we have enough time? I to... guess we'll find out. Let's give it a shot. Now Let's it's see. Time we'll to find out. Let's case see. Here we go. Or no case. Yeah. And now, case or no case, I take you to Pleasant Grove, Utah, where everyone in elected government is white. The city of Pleasant Grove, Utah, on Tuesday, uh, uh, well, this is not this Tuesday, will hold its first municipal election since a voting rights lawsuit changed the city's voting method to cumulative voting. Someone there said the use of at-large voting kept blacks off the city council and other elected positions. So the city said you don't have a case based on race. There are only 178 blacks in the city. Their median age is 15 out of our 35,000 people in the city. So it's a matter of demographics and not race. The black members of the community decided it was worth a, well, thinking about, a trip to a lawyer's office. So I ask you, case or no case, Denise Dirks, what say you on case or no case for, for the city in Utah? So I, I don't understand. Did the municipal or the municipality already change the law? Well, maybe. Or- maybe. <laughs> that doesn't help me. <laughs> well, I just I want to give you a set of facts. So, who's seeing the attorney? the The blacks in the in the city. And then, of course, the city people are seeing the city council, not council, but council, right? So they're all trying to figure out a way to fix this. And I don't think you're going to have time to talk this over and make a make a de- definitive ruling here because it's. Uh, we only have a minute left, so. Oh, okay. But you well, give that gives some, me some time to think yeah, about so it. So you can ruminate so, on it. And, and do we do we have what is cumulative voting versus what? Great question. Cumulative is you get five votes. You know, normal the normal solution to this sort of thing is voting by district. Yes. But they said well, that would be too discriminatory. So let's do a cumulative vote system. That's what they proposed. And so instead of voting for one, you get to vote for your top five. Oh, I see. Got and that it. one, then the, the top five that actually make it right. are the ones. Correct. We do that in some of our... Some, it's, it's, yeah. it's done, apparently. Yeah. I, you know, I thought that's one of the things that made it quite interesting to me, this whole cumulative vote notion. So Denise catches a breather because Cal essentially tosses her a softball saying, we will take this one into the break and we'll get our answers to case or no case when we come back. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. 
ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. At TicketChocolate.com, we believe that simplicity is best. We also know that chocolate is one of life's finest things that can help you savor your greatest moments. Late night visits with old friends, overdue romantic moments, and quiet mornings all to yourself. See their wide variety, like hot chocolate sticks or creamy marshmallows, and a lot more at TicketChocolate.com. They remind busy people like you to take time for the pleasure small things can give. TicketChocolate.com, where simplicity is best. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Chris, can you put the video game controller down for a second? I can talk and play. Oh, I'm totally annihilating this punk kid in Nebraska. I just feel like you're not acting like a grown-up in our relationship. M2, M2! Well, you know, you still ride your skateboard to work, there's the comic book collection, the race car bed. Look, I'm young at heart, but I put money to my 401k every paycheck. I picked up a few savings tips at feedthepig.org. I have control of my financial life now, and that feels pretty grown up. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. For free ideas and easy tips on ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. So, I bet I look like a grown-up to you now. Well, except for the footy pajamas, I'd have to agree. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. I'm going to quick quack car wash, get my car washed, make it quick quack, pretty shiny, sexy, just because I want to don't drive dirty. Going to get my car suds at the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car. Watch a hundred feet of cloth washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sombra, Cadillac, quick quack, I'll spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy. You'll be glad you was at the quick quack car wash. Get on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car. Get in your truck. Get on the road. Come visit the duck at the quick quack car wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. Is this real life? Oh, come on. This is Radio Law Talk. So we're in the middle of Case or No Case here on Radio Law Talk. Cal has set this one up out of Pleasant Grove, Utah. Let's go ahead and remind us really quickly of the... uh... Well, the scenario is that, uh, and this is, by the way, a very common lawsuit in California these days, particularly among smaller communities. People will come into the community and say, you don't have enough minorities represented in your city council. So we're going to sue you until you come up with a method that allows for this to be more representative. Most cities will argue back and say, all we're doing is implementing the will of the people. You know, whoever gets the most votes, they get in. Color doesn't matter. Votes matter, right? And these guys say, well, that's fine. 
Uh, we've had a couple of cities challenge us, and it costs them usually about $2 million in legal fees. Mm. So what's your pleasure? You know, one of the, it's, a, it's a hostage lawsuit situation in many cases. And I'm not sure if that was what happened in Pleasant Grove, Utah. But the, and the city responded, and I, looked, I checked the census numbers. 38,000 people in Pleasant Grove, Utah, and 178 blacks in the city, median age of 15. However, the news report I read on this said that they had uh, uh, 9% people of, of uh, African Americans. So the point is, it's not a huge majority to begin with. So they really had to find a way to make this work if they wanted to. So the first question I have of you, Denise, is this a matter of demographics or race? And is it case or no case? What think you? Well, I don't think it's a matter of demo demographics or race, um, because the the voting age of the um, the black population is so low, so I don't think they can even show that there's discrimination or or it doesn't ri rise to the strict standard of scrutiny that you're going to look at. But I just say no case. Okay, so you say no case, Mr. Cunin. Yeah. I'm sure you have a thought on this. What might that be? Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty far behind in points, so this is going to be a strategery, a strategic ploy on my part. I'm going to say that this is a case um, and that the plaintiffs lose because I think in order to really make this look, if you want to have a representative number of people on the city council or a board, I think at a minimum you have to show that there were African-American folks, at least one, who put their hat in the... Who wanted to run. Who ran, who, ran, who actually registered as a candidate that wanted to run. And then you can talk about disproportionate votes or, or what have you, but um, I mean, we, we, can't, we can't go ahead and in any jurisdiction and say, well, we need, we need to, this demographic represented on our city council Oh, by the way, nobody ran from that demographic for any position on the city council. So, what are they going to are they going to go bring in somebody from another jurisdiction, and now make a make an exception to have? Okay, you don't live in the town, but we have to have this demographic well, represented. There was an African American appointed to the city council, but there had never been one elected to the city council. And so, and yeah. that process, in my opinion, undermines the whole election your representative government by the people for the people when you start appointing folks to fill positions ultimately that were designed to be elected positions so i'm going to say this is a case and that the plaintiffs lose okay well i i i i, I love listening to both of your legal thinking on this because it makes me think you guys are really smart and you get this stuff, which is kind of cool. So the first question is, who says it is not a case? That would be Denise, right? I'm going to get that look. I'm going to get the look. <laughs> okay. Todd, you said it was a I case. I said it was a case. Yeah. yeah. Well, congratulations to you. One point. That, that narrows the gap to 19. 18 million <laughs> points now. <laughs> Well, the lawsuit filed in December of 2018 claimed the city's use of at-large voting kept black candidates from being elected. So they settled. The settlement included the city changing its voting method to cumulative, and the five city council candidates with the most votes are then elected. And that's the story. That, ladies and but gentlemen. But who won? Well, I don't know. 
I don't know. Well, no, who, who wins in the case of Noke? So yeah. I said, well, I said the, the plaintiff the, loses, so they didn't. No, the, the plaintiffs win because they okay. got they got to change to the oh, voting so system. So, so, they, so I, I get one point. Yeah, you get. Yeah. So it was a cumulative voting system. They changed to what they wanted to have happen, a cumulative system, and they oh, won. Oh, okay, got it. And that's case of Noke. So next time, by the way, if you if you're interested, I'm going to take you to Los Angeles. Am I going to take you to Los Angeles? No, yeah, to the Ukraine and Los Angeles. As they used to say on old radio shows, Los Angeles, California. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's our case or no case. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and there really is it, both in Chico, California, Oroville, California. Each of them have been held under the threat of a lawsuit on this same principle, which I was, I was just fascinated by the whole thing. I thought, well, why, would, what, why not just implement the will of the people? You know, content of character, best campaign, best ideas. Why not? Aren't we over that? But isn't that what cumulative does anyway? I guess. I guess. But five votes seems, I don't know. Well, if you have five on the, you have to vote for all of them, and there's five on the council, then the top five candidates that get the most votes are part of the council. Yeah, and then nothing changes, right? Because in the same five people that ran before, if they're all incumbents, (laughs) right? Yeah. 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 So I don't know. It was just an interesting thing to me, I thought. So, so think about this. Think about this. You've got a television show, right? Let's say you've got a television show, well, thank you. and you invite a guest on, and the guest knows the topic for which they're going to come on, and the topic has a, and the topic has to deal with um, a public health issue, or what some people perceive to be a public health issue, and you as the host... Take a position that is opposite your guest who comes onto the show knowing that that's going to be the topic. And because the guest felt embarrassed by the position you took as the host, you are now subject to a $16 million lawsuit. Imagine that. Wait, did they disagree or agree? obviously they agreed to come on the show? Nobody held a weapon to them and said they, you're going to be on television. Before. They agreed to come on the show and mm-hmm. talk about this specific issue. And when the host says something that what they would do to protect themselves, the guest who knew about it, knew about what the show was about, Files a lawsuit against the host for $16 million. Does that sound far-fetched? Does to me. It does <laughs> in some circles, but folks, that's exactly what has happened. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about the host, Tamron Hall, and some hot water she has gotten into for comments she made to a guest on the issue of vaccination. And that will be what we talk about when we come back. Well, that is a hot topic. All right, so that's coming up right here. This is our bottom of the hour break. We'll be back in five minutes on Radio Law Talk. Stay right there, and we'll be back, I promise. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, 
warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. If you're trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO, private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-296-1252. Hi, my name is Lil. If you pay my fee, I'll take your cake. You're listening to Radio Law Talk. And now back to the show. Radio Law Talk and RadioLawTalk.com. So uh, television talk show host Tamron Hall has a show that is uh, based out of New York. And I mention that because New York law would then be the jurisdiction if there's any sort of violation. That is the the law that would control. And, and the basis of this lawsuit, we went into the break talking about uh, a guest goes on to a show knowing the topic of conversation, and the host says something controversial, says something that the guest takes offense to, and now the host is facing a $16 million lawsuit. And this is what happened. The issue was vaccination. Sixteen million dollars. Sixteen yes. million dollars. Oh, okay, okay. So sure. this is this is the issue. The the plaintiff in this suit went on the show and she is what people have called an anti vaxxer. She does not believe in, in the vaccinations and you know there's a there's a belief that there's a scientific uh rationale for why they believe their kids should not be vaccinated that supports their position and fine you know if they want and there could even be a religious well well there's a scientific basis to it and there could be a religious basis to it I, i can think of one religion that i'm familiar with right off the bat that um really well a couple of them actually that i think about now that that don't uh adhere to the traditional practices of Western medicine and that believe that there's a, a more religious-based uh, method for seeking healing of somebody who is ill and what have you. So, and that's fine. If it's, it's a religious belief and, and you know, you're free. We live in a country where you're free to practice whatever religion you want. But the person goes on this show knowing that this is going to be an issue. And then the host says makes the analogy that the child of this person who doesn't believe in vaccination is akin to a leper, says your son is like a leper, and I would not want my child to hug your child if your child had been not been vaccinated. Now, if you, if you remove the invective of calling them a leper, 
and just make this about a health issue. Look, I believe that the vaccinations protect against certain diseases and what have you. Your child does. Your child has not been vaccinated, and so from a health reason, um, I, I understand why somebody would take that position. But I think that where it, the issue gets exacerbated is when you start labeling somebody a leper and what have you. But the question is, does that give rise to a cause of action under the laws of the state of New York? Now, Denise, what are the laws that could be called into question here that could uh, come into play as a result? What are the laws that the plaintiff is talking about? Uh, They're the New York Human Rights Law. And uh, under Article 15, um, it, which also implies another part, is a cha- uh, Chapter 18 under that, um, it prohibits discrimination on the basis of age, race, creed, color, national origin, sexual orientation, military status, sex, marital status, or disability. And it goes on in employment, um, in education, in credit access. Um, into access to public accommodations, what that about, type of thing. What about hugging? <laughs> I, I, I know. See, see now, now, now this to well, me. The funniest thing about that is, is that uh, Tamron Hall did hug the child. She actually did hug the child. But I think, and, and it's not clear if it's just a pure discrimination or if she's also, the mother is also suing for emotional distress type damages. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Tamron Hall, who, by the way, is obviously a fake name named after the police headquarters in New York City, but obviously Tamron Hall said, was trying to make a point and underscore this in the most dramatic way she could. Does that, does, does the light right of free speech terminate on her own show because someone perceives it as discrimination? Well, well, I don't think it terminates. I mean, it's going to be a legal issue, right? Not, so well, the question, it is a legal issue, $16 million issue at this point. Yeah. If it was a defamation case, then the question would be, does uh, Tamron Hall's use of the word leper create, is it, is it defamatory toward the child and child's mother? I mean, that would be the legal question. But I don't know that it's a discriminatory Does anybody act. even know what a leper is anymore? When was the last time you saw someone with a case of leprosy? I mean, it's a biblical disease. I understand that largely. All, all I remember, from, all, all I really know, this reminds me of what the disease of leprosy is, is the uh, the joke the joke about, you know, you get the, welcome to Leper Island. You go to the information board and it says, Careful. you are here <laughs> and here. And here, (laughs) and here, because you can be all over the place because it affects your body that way. But here's the thing. So there's a there's a skin falls. Your skin just falls off. It's it's a horrible disease. Parts of your body fall off. So, um, so listen. First, now, if Tamron Hall had had her child vaccinated. The whole purpose for vaccination is so that anything that is out there, there's a disease or whatever, you're, you won't be affected by it because you have a vaccine so that you have antibodies to protect against that, right? Mumps, diphtheria, yeah. smallpox, whatever it may be. Right. So if, if a child has received, let's say, the mumps uh, vaccination, right, and then goes and hugs a child that has not been so vaccinated... And the child who has not been so vaccinated actually has the virus that causes mumps. Is the child who does have the vaccination going to catch mumps? Not likely. Not no. likely because that's why they were vaccinated. Right. So, so the whole question, I wouldn't want my child to hug your child because your child hasn't been vaccinated. Well, if your child has see, been vaccinated. I think the core issue there, Todd, is, is if you've got five parents in the school who say, in that class, who say, I don't want my kids to be vaccinated. 
And so there, there are therefore five children who would be more susceptible to receiving that disease. Yes. Not everybody in the classroom, obviously, but those those five that are not vaccinated. And I think that seems to be the main argument. Everybody argues, oh, we got herd immunity. We, how did that work for President Trump? How did that work for Chris Christie? How did that work for Cam Newton? How did that work? I mean, it, it's, you know, I, I don't know. It, it, exactly. But, you know, and, and the thing here is testing positive for a virus doesn't mean that you're going to have all the symptoms of that virus. You test positive for it, and if you have the antibodies because of herd immunity, then that will address and attack the virus. You just happen to test it positive in the interim between contracting it and before your body was able to get it if you have the immunity. My point here with this, though, is it seems like the person that would be at highest risk, if you have child A has not been vaccinated, the person that would be at the biggest risk of contracting a, a virus for which there are vaccinations would be child B if child B also had not been vaccinated. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly my so point. If, yes. So Tamron Hall's statement, I would not want my child to hug your child because your child is a leper. Well, hold on a second, Miss Hall. If your child has been vaccinated, what's really going to happen? Because your child, the only the only reason your child would be at risk is if your child hadn't been vaccinated. Now you're in the same boat. And medically, it might be good. He'd hug him and go, "Man, you're hot. You got a fever." Yeah, <laughs> might be medically. <laughs> but the, but it, it raises another issue. Getting back to we, we Jeez, got of off on this medical tangent. Let's get back to the legal tangent because you said discrimination, right? Right. What do, what does it mean to discriminate? If you recognize a difference between two people based upon whether they've been vaccinated or the color of their skin or their gender, is that just recognizing the difference? Is that enough to be discriminatory or does discrimination require something else? It requires something else. It requires a protected class, in my opinion. Exactly. And in this particular um, statute, um, there is she doesn't fall amongst any of the protected classes and what services or goods were denied because of that alleged discrimination that's my question so, so, well so it could have that. been in the education context you know socially there the child maybe you know be denied normal public education okay. kind of a context i mean uh, if, yeah. if you could argue some of those things and you could also argue that being called a leper well there's no vaccination for leprosy Right. There is no vaccination. Not that I'm aware of. So not that's kind of yeah. also not um, a good way for uh, it to be described. It, it is probably an incorrect way to describe how the child can be treated in a way. So I think what gets lost in the whole discrimination discussion is this. Let's take this law here. So they, these are the these, these are how they identify the different classes that could be potential discrimination based on age, race, creed, color, national origin, sexual orientation, military status, marital status, gender, uh, or disability. Okay? So anybody that falls into those categories because they have that characteristic. And on top of that, there has to be, because of one of those things, a denial in employment, a denial in housing, education, credit, or access to public accommodations. It requires both the identification of a characteristic and then a denial of some other benefit simply because you have that characteristic. And the question that I have, we hear the word discrimination thrown around a lot. A lot. But it, but it's thrown out in, con- in the context of identifying the characteristic. In this case here... Which one of those things was this child denied or the plaintiff denied? Employment, housing, education credit, access to public accommodations. None of those because my child giving you a hug is none of those. And and getting embarrassed, is that a legal right? We live in a world where it's not legal to embarrass someone? 
that is well that's a question if it rises to the level of a, a, what they put in their complaint colossal emotional distress but mm. usually there could be there could, um, there could be depending that but that's more of the damages right. as a result of the discrimination not what causes the discrimination we'll be back after this All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. At TicketChocolate.com, we believe that simplicity is best. We also know that chocolate is one of life's finest things that can help you savor your greatest moments. Late night visits with old friends, overdue romantic moments, and quiet mornings all to yourself. See their wide variety, like hot chocolate sticks or creamy marshmallows, and a lot more at TicketChocolate.com. They remind busy people like you to take time for the pleasure small things can give. TicketChocolate.com, where simplicity is best. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. Even in the hustle and noise of this modern world, we feel the pull of the forest to walk under the canopy and feel transformed. National forests are essential to life, majestic and grand. They clean our air, supply drinking water to millions, and provide homes to countless wildlife. They fuel our imaginations, inspiring us to think big, and now's the time to do just that. Fires and natural disasters devastate our forests each year. That's why we're replanting millions of new trees across the country. The Arbor Day Foundation needs your help. We've heard the call of the wild and we've answered. Scientists, foresters, volunteers, and members, together we can preserve and protect our heritage and legacy. We must act now so that the generations of today and tomorrow can continue to depend on our forests. Visit arborday.org. See how you can help. Most of my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter Brooklyn was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me, I wouldn't have a bother to do it. I got one milestone down the drain, and now i got to work on the next. I see the future is really bright for me. I feel like it doesn't matter the age, as long as you go back and get it done. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence, and now I feel unstoppable. No one gets the diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you 
at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. This is Frederick Penny, Todd Cunin, and Denise Dirks with a personal invitation to you who have a business that could benefit from a little national exposure. Radio Law Talk is heard in more than 35 markets across the United States, and Radio Law Talk provides that opportunity. Some of you have listened to the show and thought, my business should be advertising there right now. We agree. So email info at radiolawtalk.com, and we'll get right back with you. Let us help your business grow in multiple markets. Email info at radiolawtalk.com now. Radio Law Talk. I like that show. Are, Are you serious? It's time for more Radio Law Talk with Denise Dirks, Todd Kunin, and your host, Frederick Penny. Frederick Penny. Frederick Penny on assignment this fine Saturday. He'll, he should be back with us next Saturday, I would imagine. Uh, Todd Kunin, Denise Dirks. Denise, in her usual place of prominence, to my right... And and if I you know if I'm looking if I had a ruler or a, you know, a yardstick, I think I would even be able to show that her chair is actually elevated a bit more than mine. So it's more like a throne type thing. As well, it should be. Yes. What she does not have though is one of those little boxes that short people put under their chairs so they can be the same height as the other people and like those panel shows. Yeah, like the the, the apple boxes they use yes. on on movies. Remember exactly. the? Do you remember the movie Cobra? Uh, with Sylvester Stallone, and he played the cop. It was the uh, Sylvester Stallone, and then his new spouse, Bridget Nielsen. She was in that as well. Well, here's the problem. Bridget Nielsen is probably a good six, seven inches taller than Sly Stallone. So there were a lot of scenes where the two of them are standing next to each other, and he is the one that has to be standing on the apple box. Fascinating. (laughs) You know who else? I did a live interview with him one time. Country music star Randy Travis. Yes. Surprisingly vertically challenged. Really? Yeah. Real short guy. Came up to about my chin. I'm, fi- I'm only 5'10", but he came up to about my chin. Very nice man. We had a good interview with him, but yeah. yeah you don't get that from his pictures or from... No. Well, they, they, they don't take pictures to show that off. Yeah. <laughs> you know? one, of my, one of my favorite bands growing up, Who, is, oh, no. is going on tour... Uh, soon with, I, I believe, the surviving members of their original lineup, ACDC. They're, they're releasing a new album with the recently deceased uh, Malcolm Young still playing tracks. They had recorded some before he died, and, and they're coming out with that. You talk about Vertically Challenged, the lead guitarist, Angus Young, for ACDC, 5'4", 5'3", 5'4", little guy. Uh, really? I, I'm smaller than that. <laughs> Well, okay, but do you play lead guitar for ACDC? No. Okay, well, just check him. Would you like to learn? <laughs> Would you I, like to learn? I guess I could. <laughs> yeah, we, we, talked about, uh, we talked about Cobra here, and, and it, earlier on this, uh, which is a movie, this is, this, okay, this is Strange Segways by Todd. So because we, talked about, <laughs> because we talked about Cobra, which is a movie, and then we talked about the entertainment, we're going to get to what we teased at the beginning of the show today, which is we'll talk about a couple of strange lawsuits that resulted... Um, because of certain films, I think Denise may have one. I've got one. Uh, the one that I was thinking of that I that I liked was from the movie Drive. That uh, was that, that a starred, golfing movie? Well, it starred Ryan Gosling, and the perception of the 
audience before they went, based on trailers and stuff before they went to the movie, was that this is going to be sort of in the mold of Fast and Furious, you know, fast women, fast cars, let's mm-hmm. go, you know. Uh, the cars were not so fast, and it wasn't quite like that. It was actually very slow. And so one patron of that movie filed a lawsuit <laughs> because the movie was not what she expected. Just by watching, you know, she watched the the preview of the movie. Yeah. Yes. So because, she filed because a disappointment tra- lawsuit? Is because that, uh, trailers are always accurate to what oh, the movies yeah, will be. be. Sure of that. In fact, they're not even edited by the movie editor. There's no, a separate trailer guy that does the whole... Uh, you know, looks it's, for, a, yeah. it's a complete cottage industry. Yeah. And uh, if, if you want to find something funny, go and look up... Uh, Misleading movie trailers where they take like the tra- they'd use all the clips from the trailer for the movie The Shining, but they make it feel <laughs> they they put happy music and make it look like just a feel good story about a family getting away. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so she files a lawsuit because of this, and this is what she sought. She sought a refund of the purchase price of her ticket. Okay, well, that's fair enough. I mean, can you imagine? You probably paid more in filing fees. Well, I would think so. And most <laughs> movie theaters, if you went and said, you know, I just didn't like this movie. I want my money back. Well, I, was, I was telling Denise about it. Do you remember yeah. the movie Cinderella Man with Russell Crowe? Yes. Yeah. And it was directed by Ron Howard. It was about a boxer. It was right. sort of like the, the boxer from the 20s, Rocky type story. Right. And a great cast, great director, did terrible at the box office. Mm. Just deplorable earnings. The well, there's a good weekend. reason for that. Well, <laughs> As well, it turns out. It did terrible at the box office, so Ron Howard and his production company uh, re-released it with, the, with this promo, which is, go watch the movie and if you don't like it, just take your ticket to the manager of the theater and get your money back as soon as the movie's over with. We will cover the cost. That couldn't even raise the popularity for the film. It's just really weird. And that happens sometimes. I think a lot of times people are in a film and they think, oh, we really nailed it here. Then they go out there and watch it and the audience goes, yeah, not really. Yeah, not so much. Well, (laughs) plus the name Cinderella Man. I mean, it just doesn't capture your attention. Yeah, a boxer with one glove shorter than the other. kept falling off. Had a little wand. (laughs) (laughs) Had a little wand. Three really fat people in the training corner. You know, oh, what's happening? You can only win this if you knock him out before midnight. (laughs) You know, but uh, sorry. Glass slipper, (laughs) boxing shoes. (laughs) Exactly. This is just not working here for me. We didn't have a glass slipper. We put a horseshoe in the glove. (laughs) Denise, did you have one that was a, a movie or anything like that? She's giving me the no. Oh, no, I didn't look at anything. Oh. No, well, most of the, the ones that, that we kind of look at are the ones that um, somebody tries to claim their creation yeah. of the underlying idea for the movie. The stolen story lawsuit. Yeah, there's a lot of lawsuits like that, You know, the, the, surprisingly. The lawsuits that further the likelihood that at the end of every film you will see this disclaimer, any similarity between the events in this film and those that actually occurred are purely coincidental. Right. Right. <laughs> so, all right, uh, Cal, when we were in our last segment, you were talking about folks that tested positive for COVID-19 recently, like some we just found out about in the last hour. Who do we got? Kellyanne Conway, presidential okay. advisor. Um, let's see, Chris Christie. Yes, who, who helped Trump prepare for the debates to the extent... He was in the room with him, yes. did the whole prep. Uh, Cam Newton, the quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, and their uh, practice squad quarterback is also tested positive. Yeah. Therefore, they've canceled the Patriots uh, football game, Patriots and Chiefs. Now, let's talk, and, let's talk yeah. about that for and a second. And there's five senators now. Yeah, yeah. Five, there's five, five senators. Yeah. So, so with regard to, let's just talk really quickly about the Chiefs, because that resulted in the cancellation of an event, of a game, and that's a revenue-generating thing. Cancellation is something that's revenue-generating for the team, for the league, it's entertainment for the fans. 
Um, Sometimes when catastrophic events like this happen, there's insurance that somebody can buy to guard against it, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes these insurance companies and waivers have uh, clauses in there that prevent them from having to pay out if it's virus-related. Now, what's the case in Florida? There was a gynecologist that sued the insurance company because the insurance carrier would not pay out and it was as a result of the practice pretty much having to shut down because of the COVID pandemic, right, Denise? And so he yeah, and it was, lost, it was lost a, income insurance, or what, what? Well, what happened is that the governor um, of Texas said, you know, issued an executive order saying everything has to shut down, right. kind of shut down, and it, they shut down between March and I think it was until May. It, it, was, it was a very it was Florida, right? Oh, it is Florida. Sorry, not yes. Texas. Texas, Santa's Florida. Is, Wait a minute. We know Florida. they're different. Yes. Gosh, that's a big difference. Yeah. Anyway, but the, any, what happened is then he had to shut down during that time frame. And because of the shutdown, he lost revenues. And he had to still try to pay his employees. So there was a loss of income um, and a loss to his business. And that is exactly why people buy business insurance right. is to protect against those type of loss. Um, in this particular case, <clears throat> the, there was a motion, two, two competing motions for summary judgment, one done by the, um, <clears throat> the onco- gynecologist yes. and one done by the insurance company. And in this particular case, even though it looks like it's a pretty big win for the gynecologist, he's pretty happy because he, he, the motion to dis- uh, for summary judgment against him was denied. It may be just a temporary win because what comes out, if you look at this, is when you're doing a motion for summary judgment, you're actually looking at evidence. And what the court did not have before it was the full entire contract together with the different amendments, the different exclusions. So in this contract, there's a basic contract, but it, it refers to this addendum or this exclusion. Or, or and, this and writer, or whatever it may be. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. D- different parts of the contract that is referred to but were not provided to the court, which is super big mistake. Yeah. I mean, that's a failure of evidence, probably more likely by the insurance company. So I think that we're going to see a little bit more to this case, um, but it is going to end up at trial because the court determined that there were factual disputes uh, on the material issues before it and denied both summary judgments. We know that many insurance companies are great at collecting money and some are not so good at Paying it up. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, we are at the end of our first hour. Stick with us after the break. You're listening to Radio Law Talk on your favorite radio station. No, I won't do 
credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-406-0046. 800-406-0046. That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM 1492. Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation. Commission license number DC83. Service may adversely affect the individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action, not a loan company.